0: I was also really obsessed with um Beatles fanfic too like I just like then that was like not like a, a teenage like fanfic reading thing like they were yeah I was like as I became older and I started researching a lot of like fandom stuff about the Beatles um you know I think like because I was such a Tumblr kid like I forget that these things like weren't invented in my time <laughs> you know like I was just like I just found it so fascinating to like look into it and be like oh yeah there was like Beatles zines at these teen girls like of course they were writing like horny fanfic about john and paul and like making these like you know like like, like drawing like erotic photos of them like it was just like really wild to me but it's also just like of course they were like why wouldn't they be doing that the from liverpool england the Beatles have held this title for eight years my model of business
1: You know, they were four very talented guys. You are now tuning in to part two of our conversation with Brittany Spanos. If you have not checked out part one yet, I highly recommend you listen to that first. Let's jump right back into the interview. favorite fact about the Beatles that some people may not know already
0: oh gosh I don't know that I I have as much like like deep knowledge in the way that like Angie and and Rob and Andy do with like a lot of a lot of Beatles stuff um I feel like I've always been I think it's this is again like kind of related to like the the Yoko stuff like I've always been really fascinated by the wives like the Beatles wives and so I feel like that's kind of where a lot of my I I think I was always really fascinated by like the the muses and the the women and like a lot of like rock music who kind of were so much like might as well have been part of the bands you know in the way that they kind of inspired it. So I feel like a lot of my research into them was like I was became more fascinated with like with like Linda and like Yoko and like like Patty Boyd. I was like full, I was so obsessed with, like I still am like I just think she's so iconic like <laughs> just like lo- like the love triangle. Between her, George, and Eric Clapton was just, like, really amazing. It was just, like, an incredible, like, rock and roll deep dive of, like, everyone sort of, like, dating each other. Um, so... Imagine
1: that happening now. That'd it's be crazy. It's so good.
0: New. And she inspired two of the greatest songs of all time, Something and Layla. Like, I just think those are, like, um, that's all, you, like, if you n- never did, like, if you never inspired another song, if you never dated another rock star, you inspired those two songs yeah like that's incredible (laughs) (laughs) like that's insane that those are the two songs that like someone like two people wrote about you like that's wild like I just obsessed with it so yeah I was like really 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 loved like all the wives and girlfriends um that was like my big sort of like um my big fascination but also like all of them are just such a, a part of the music like you it's like completely intertwined with everything that I love about the Beatles which is the love songs and like You know, I think they have all written some of the if the greatest love songs of all time, and it's like these women who have inspired that. Um, I was also really obsessed with um, Beatles fanfic too. Like, I just like then that was like not like a a teenage like fanfic reading thing. Like, they were yeah. I was like, as I became older and I started researching a lot of like fandom stuff about the Beatles. um, You know. I think, like, because I was such a Tumblr kid, like, I forget that these things, like, weren't invented in my time, you know, like, I was just, like, I just found it so fascinating to, like, look into it and be like, oh, yeah, there was, like, Beetle zines that these teen girls, like, of course they were writing, like, horny fanfic about John and Paul and, like, making these, like, you know, like, 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 drawing, like, erotic photos of them, like, it was just, like, really wild to me, but it's also just, like, of course they were, like, why wouldn't they be doing that, um, so i i did a lot of like i like had done this presentation at a conference um a couple years ago or it was like more than a couple years ago where i just like had like a bunch of just like erotic photos drawn by like girls of like the 60s on in front of just like real marcus in the audience i was like here you guys go (laughs) (laughs) here's like here's a bunch of um crudely drawn images of, of john and paul so that's something i think that's something that um maybe not as pe- not as much people know about is probably like <laughs> how like the depths of horniness that was happening and how hard people shipped um all the Beatles together and people are still writing Beatles fanfic that was the other fascinating part when I looked into it um there was still people publishing um Beatles fanfic online and drawing horny photos of them together I think that was that was really interesting um so I was like, okay.
1: That's got to be like the longest running fan fiction series in the world, right? Has to
0: be. Has to be. Like, I don't think that people were doing that much prior to them. Like, I, I feel like the Beatles might have been like the earliest band to kind of create that type of like, I, don't you know, really just like horny fever for like teen girls in the way that we see with, you know, One Direction and like BTS and like any sort of pop group now or any sort of artist now um because yeah I did a lot of that research was like on the Beatles and Led Zeppelin um because Led Zeppelin they also there was a lot of like Robert Plant Jimmy Page fanfic being written and zines being shared um and I just thought it fascinating because it was just I did not realize like how um how far that kind of went back like it just felt like such a an invention of the internet to share that but a lot of these these girls were having like clubs and meetings where they'd like send these they'd mail these zines to each other and um you know they would like kind of create these like really incredible elaborate horny stories about them and like you know just like that was like what their fantasies on them hinge and i i think like also the politics of that existing in the 60s is also like super fascinating um just in terms of like you know, where we were at in terms of gay rights, like, I mean, it was like non-existent (laughs) like at that point, like I think to think about how transgressive that is and like how they kind of like express themselves in that way is really, really fascinating Um, because again, that's like so common now, like that's such like a big part of all, of all fandoms is that you have like fanfic and you have like online fan art and all of that. And I just like did not realize how, how similar it was um back then so so maybe maybe that's my my, my secret beetles back fact, fact is that you can find a lot of horny <laughs> content on the, online if you would like to look for it
1: <laughs> do you believe any of it do you believe in the do you ship mick lennon
0: um no i don't i don't <laughs> think they dated i know that there's like the i guess they're like are they un, i don't know i feel like they're unverified with like john lennon and um was it their manager?
1: Brian right? Epstein, yeah. Yes,
0: yeah, yeah. So I I like that I'm like sure, why not? Like there was like the movie made about it too. Like I'm like, yeah, sure, but I don't think John and Paul ever did anything besides like the circle jerk that Paul talked about. <laughs> so which I which when I saw that, I was so happy for every single girl that like was in the trenches in the 60s like <laughs> <laughs> sending sending mail to other girls and i was just like you you earned this you earned this so many decades i like i hope you all um saw this and were so proud because <laughs> I, yeah i hope one of them just shed a single tear <laughs> but i wish there was like a good archive for it though i think that stuff is like really um really fascinating just like what people were how i don't know how their fandom kind of like manifested um But yeah, there's not a lot of, you could find some of the older stuff online, but obviously not all of it scanned or saved or, um, you know, archived or anything. So you can't, that's why I I found out that there was so much new stuff is because so much of it was, um, being written still on like Wattpad and archive of our own, um, all the places where like more modern, like fanfic is existing, but yeah, it's um. I wish there was a, a greater archive of, of this. Please mail it to me if anyone's listening to it and they have it. I will archive it. <laughs> I will scan it online. People need to know. <laughs> they need to see it.
1: <laughs> so what is it about the Beatles that allows fan fiction to still be written about them 60 years later? Paul McCartney is turning 80 years old this year. Yeah. And, you know, he's not 23 anymore, but, you know. Yeah teenage girls are still are still writing about him
0: i think it's the same thing that's appealed to like both of us is just like it's again it still sounds so fresh still and you know there's still there's nothing about it like so much of their music like none of it's aged poorly like it's just like it's one of those things where just, like a lot of yeah. the music you could again like literally any of the artists that are popular now um if they released any of those songs would be mega hits um in the same way you know and yeah I, that's fascinating in and of itself um and it's just a, a tribute to how how brilliant they were and how much they knew just like that kind of pa- like you don't need to overcome especially in the early more so in their early years of course when they started to experiment more it was you know like really just kind of building upon um kind of the you know, building upon everything they had done before but like in the early years and what made them as famous as they became and as appealing as they were to you know millions of of fangirls across the world at that point was just it was just the simplicity of it and just kind of that you know like i feel like those songs are being written to or for me like or about me you know and um i think that's kind of what every single male artist che- uh, tri- strives for now you know i think that's what sort of is the appeal of so many teen idols now um yeah and they did it so effectively you know like i even like thinking um like i don't think the beatles i think the beatles like perfected what kind of was beginning to happen with like you know like buddy holly and sort of this idea of like you know we're singing these songs these songs are for you my teen girl audience um but like you know all the songs weren't really like that way it was just like it was mostly the pelvis that was like kind of like (laughs) pulling it in like it was just like that kind of like carnal energy but like the beatles had that mixture of like cute faces like the you know keep matching suits and they were singing these like really romantic and sweet songs that sounded like they could literally be for you <laughs> like it's just yeah. kind of like such a, a simple thing um and you know every every single band you know every single boy band every single um you know male teen idol since then has has you know tried to achieve that um and it it's effective you know it's like a big part of what builds fandoms and kind of builds these fan armies and that loyalty and that devotion to them um and you know i think because the beatles did it so effectively the first round like that's also kind of what pulls in listeners as they you know continue to listen to it they're like i wish that you know like these songs like you know are just like so beautiful like i you know it's hard to not be like pulled in and into the fantasy, the Beatles fantasy still with that. Um, right. And yeah, I mean, I don't, I've always, I'm always really fascinated by like how fan culture has evolved. And so seeing that there are still such like huge Beatles fans who are like Gen Z now, who are like on, on Twitter making like ringo fan cams. um and replying to like pop crave posts right. with It's like really endearing to me. And also it do, it does, ultimately makes sense like how are you like there was a reason why Beatles mania existed like why these you know why everyone was just like going wild and you know waiting for their planes to land and um just like you know screaming until their voices were completely gone like you know that doesn't go away like that doesn't stop being appealing like even I mean to bring up Elvis again like him being such like a, a teen idol too like it is very fascinating to see what's happening now when now that elvis is like back in the public conversation because yeah my tiktok is all elvis right now like it's my <laughs> tiktok is all like and i'm not even seeking it out like it's like austin butler and people like being so charmed by him as elvis and also like people being fascinated by who the hell elvis is and like why people loved him so much and right. like also kind of being pulled into it um and you know i think like there's a a datedness to the sound of his music that's just a part of like when it was made and the production of it and kind of a lot of that kind of country-ish tone in his voice that southerness of like the like the kind of like retro country of him like um isn't as much a big part of pop music now um in terms of like creating teen idols in the same way that it was kind of then and in certain pockets of history since then but the beatles like they just kind of you know sound like any sort of pop act that um and every every pop act has imitated them since which is why but like you know they sound again like very much modern and and forward in that production
1: speaking of that new Elvis movie that's coming out what do you think of it
0: I'm so excited to see it it looks like such a mess um (laughs) yeah like that um (laughs) it's like I love Baz Luhrmann though so that's the other thing like I'm a huge Baz Luhrmann fan um and I it does look like kind of like a a real kind of gaudy mess. And I think that makes sense for an Elvis movie. Right. Uh, But it is, it's really fascinating. Like I, you know, Elvis is someone that I think, you know, the Beatles, we have Paul and Ringo who are still carrying the torch along with kind of, you know, being independently very, very famous and very revered as on their own. But like, of course they're carrying the torch of the Beatles legacy with them as they go. And, They are able to still perform and still kind of, um, you know, in a lot of ways, continue to promote it for new generations and be able to do things like, you know, like when Paul and Taylor were on the cover of Rolling Stone together, like Mm -hmm. that's like a moment where you're kind of seeing him sort of transcend generations. And, you know, like they both kind of performed a lot of younger artists. They both have a lot of this like grander appeal um, and are able to kind of keep that legacy alive. Whereas like Elvis's legacy has been interestingly not as like consistent in terms of public consciousness and like people caring as much and younger generations caring um right he also i don't know just kind of sucked <laughs> like so that kind of doesn't that doesn't help yeah. um but it is really fascinating um to kind of see him become because i feel like there's like a lot of elvis nostalgia when i was younger and but also i feel like maybe that was just like um me <laughs> I don't if that just might have been like me kind of like looking into like Rock and roll history and um my family and everything, but yeah, like it does it does feel like he was kind of not appealing as much to younger generations So mm-hmm. I'm kinda of fascinated with what's gonna happen next with that, but right. um I think the movie it sounds messy and fun and I think it's gonna be really big and I'm very excited to see it.
1: When do you think we'll finally see a Beatles biopic, like an official Ugh. Beatles from start to finish?
0: I don't know I mean I don't I think like there's they're all so fascinating on their own and it's hard to do something like that where you can really dig into those stories in a way that feels um, worthwhile without it feeling kind of bland Um, Mm -hmm. you know all their lives were so interesting and I worry that like if there was a Beatle biopic like it would focus like it would feel like it need to focus on one, right? Like we would get like majority Paul or majority John, um, you know? And like, I think that's not, it's not the best way to do it. Like, I feel like if I got like a really good beetle, official Beatles biopic, biopic, like it would have to focus on a very specific time and place in the way that we kind of got with get back. Right. Like, you know, like get back. I mean, I can't like that is like such a perfect documentary and such like a perfect kind of like snapshot into this, this moment of the Beatles breaking up and like the end of the Beatles, like that's like such a I mean, it was so long, but so worth it. And it fly, like, I don't know, for me, it felt like it flew by. Like, yeah, it was just, I wanted, I was like, I would watch like 10 more hours of this. Like, yeah. if, yes. if they wanted yeah. to, if they wanted to drop that. Like, it's fascinating watch them being like dicks to each other and like also like make stupid jokes and Yoko looking bored. Right. <laughs> like, you know, I was like, this is amazing. Um, so I think if, you know, we got, like, a really good Beatles movie, like, I'd want it to be, like, a really specific moment and time and place or year in their career, like, kind of, like, you know, the, maybe the the polar opposite of Get Back, where it's, like, you know, the, the first time they touched down in the U.S. and, like, what that, that year in their life looked like or, um, you know, kind of, like, maybe, like, a mid-career kind of moment. Like, I I can't imagine that, like, a full, like, classic start-to-finish biopic would work for them um because i'm like they're just all it's so hard to do band movies like it's so hard mm. to do band movies without kind of choosing one person as like we have to make this person the kind of star of it right um and so yeah i don't know it, i feel like it would, ha- it would have feel like a 10-hour movie or maybe it's just like boz lerman just kind of getting in there and making mm-hmm. it go like like yeah. 100 <laughs> miles a minute and it's just like we're just getting everything
1: <laughs> yeah with all the streaming services doing like weekly releases of documentaries or movies you would think they would easily be able to do one about the beatles like make the first album the first week second album second week etc yeah but you know what you're right because it does get complicated with their individual personalities and what was going on in their own lives it it could be a lot to cover
0: yeah and like i think like each of them had such interesting lives after two yeah. and like i think even some of the greater pool but again like this is why i get back work so well is because that is like such a fascinating moment for all four of them like where they kind of have to reckon with the fact that they have been doing this for this amount of time and maybe it's just not going to work much longer um and that's kind of you know an incredible thing to see from any band like that's just like a, a raw thing to to watch for people kind of deal with and and, you know work through but their lives after are are just like also really really fascinating like everything that they did after that is you know and i I mean just like it would be it's kind of wild like i feel like it'd have to be like an anthology like like you mentioned like an episodic like an anthology or something where we just kind of like get like we're just watching the life story of this beetle (laughs) For two hours and you're gonna see it from their perspective like i feel like that's the only way you could do it because i feel like it would kind of end up being kind of cheap to watch it if it's just like trying to jump around like two hours of like trying to get the full life story of mm-hmm. like all four of them because they're all so fascinating and they're all um it's worth diving into the perspectives that they all had in the band um and of the band
1: yeah hopefully within the next 10 years
0: yeah, I mean, there ha- I feel like there has to be something. I know there's, like, something, like, an unofficial, like, a-, a weird one coming out at some point that I did not, does not look good. Um, I feel like I saw pictures oh, of them, really? like, filming something, like...
1: Oh, right, some- Midas Man, about Brian Epstein.
0: I think so. I was like, I don't know how about this, but... Yeah,
1: I heard that casting did not go over well at all.
0: Yeah, I was like, I don't know, we'll see. But <laughs> I feel like, I don't know. I, I think also, I mean, the way... Again, that we've sort of been introduced and reintroduced to the Beatles, at least in like, you know, my lifetime. Like I think of like when I was really young, like not only we had across the universe, but like the Beatles one album being as successful as it was. And like, um, you know, the like Cirque du Soleil love show, like there was like all these like other ways that people were kind of like learning the Beatles story just by like having the music used and reused and kind of seen as like this, like malleable thing that can be attached to so many different stories. Like maybe that's just the most effective thing. Like maybe we just like need like, you know, a million more, (laughs) like, like kind of like properties of that too, like kind of ongoing um, where we kind of get all of these different ways that Beatles songs can, can translate to different forms of film and, and theater and art. Like, I think that's also really fascinating because it, it works so well in all of those, those different modes.
1: Yeah, and I kind of learned the Beatles story on my own uh as soon as the Beatles came on iTunes because their mm-hmm. their their albums were in chronological order. Yeah. And it's kind of this really cool thing about how the Beatles songs can tell the story themselves.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, if you listen to them in order.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's just like so I mean there's such a universality to everything and again that's like part of the genius too. Like it's just those songs can feel, you know, as, as good and as new and like, like hearing the across the universe version of, I want to hold your hand completely felt like a a totally new song because it was just sung, sung from a different person's perspective in like this very specific scene. Like it was, you know, slower in the movie. Like it was just like a completely different song than, um, you know, the way I had heard it when I was a kid, like it just kind of brought a new life to it where there was like a sadness to the song that I didn't have when I was like, you know, listening to it in its original form, Um, you know, or kind of just like hearing like Bono saying, I am the walrus. Like, it's just like, yeah, like that's like kind of like a really fun song. Like, it's just like a great, you know, like, it's just like this like psychedelic, like moment. You know, it's just like all those, those ways, those songs were able to kind of fit these narratives and these different stories told in um, this movie. Like, and worked so well in each of those moments is just kind of incredible. Um, I feel like that's, there's like so many like jukebox musicals now for different artists. And it just is not the same in that way. Um, like the Beatles songs are just kind of, they exist in their own kind of like playing field of being able to do that.
1: Brittany, what have you been up to recently? Have you been working on any projects?
0: Um, I currently co-host a podcast on internet culture, um, called don't let this flop. And I am writing the September cover story for Rolling Stone. So I am I'm working on that right now. And that will be out online some point in mid August.
1: Oh wow, that's exciting. Congratulations. <laughs>
0: so check back in mid August for what I'm working on. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I have one final question for you, Brittany. Mm-hmm. Where do you see the Beatles music and influence in the next fifty and one hundred years? And where do you see writers like yourself helping the public digestion of their music and interpretation?
0: I, I hope that, you know, in, in the way that I just mentioned with like, you know, Cirque du Soleil and like across the universe and all that, like I hope that we see like more of that in the future. Cause again, like that, that is such a, a perfect way of, of delivering, the Beatles music because those songs can tell so many stories at once and tell so many different emotions at once. Like I feel like that's going to be such a beautiful way to, to see that music kind of grow and expand to new audiences. Um, and for new generations to find new ways of discovering it. Um, you know, I think I I love like, I mean, we're seeing this right now with like running up that hill by Kate Bush. Like I love seeing when like these moments of music discovery come from things that are, um, you know, new in and of itself. And then all of a sudden, like you're, you're having a song that's like three decades old that kids are listening to as if, you know, it, it literally is their first time listening to it. Like, it's just like, it, you know, and, um, kind of feeling the way that so many other people have felt over decades of hearing those songs for the first time. And so, you know, I loved being able to hear Beatles songs for the first time and, feel the way that I'm I you know I I know many many millions of of young fans felt in the in the 60s and like you know like watching them on Ed Sullivan and like like you know like those you know like top of the pops and everything like like watching them have those like breakthrough moments like to feel that repeatedly over decades is really inspiring and I don't doubt that's going to keep happening for them um I think that people are going to keep discovering the Beatles in new ways and I hope that um you know we continue to see that music used in in different forms and and different kind of different you know types of media and different films and and tv shows and and musicals and all that stuff um and you know i do hope that we kind of we can at some point get sort of the definitive story told in in some way um i don't know what that'd be you know but like i think there are so many brilliant books out there that so many incredible writers and authors have written. I think there are so many more to be written about the Beatles. Like there's an endless well of ways you can analyze and, and listen to their songs and, and um, learn about them and learn about their history. So I hope that's what writers continue to do is kind of be able to tell their own kind of music, their love of music and their history with music through the Beatles, because they are such a a square one for, I I know so many writers in my life who consider that um, to be their, like earliest musical love, or, um, you know, the earliest thing that they were really obsessed with, even if it wasn't during the Beatles' heyday itself. Um, so yeah, I, I think I think the Beatles have the the privilege of of being one of those one of those bands one of those few bands that kind of feel so eternal still. Like we are, you know, so many decades on. <laughs> we're like fifty. Like how many years? Yeah, fifty, sixty years on now I don't even know yeah I can't even it's like 60 years <laughs> <laughs> that's insane um we're 60 years on they're like you know kids whose grandparents are as old as the Beatles like <laughs> kids whose grandparents weren't even like yeah. you know like conscious enough to even listen to the Beatles when they came out like that's insane to think about and like <laughs> I I think that's also again like a testament to who they are um because yeah again like I'm seeing like teenagers make fan cams to them. Like, you know, like online. Like it's gonna I love those, by the way. (laughs) I love them so the Ringo ones are definitely my favorite. Because he's just like so (laughs) like he's so expressive and like so funny and does like really great facial expressions. So his like his fan cams are just like purely delightful. And it's very funny (laughs) when it's paired with like you know, like a city girl song over like a ring out, just drumming, you know, like it's just, it's very cute. Um, and I think we're going to see more of that. I think we're going to see way more Beatles fan fiction in the future. Um, (laughs) and yeah, I mean, and I don't know, also again, like with get back to, like, I think that's going to be a film. That's going to be a point of discovery for a lot of people. Um, I think they're very smart to put that on Disney plus, like I'm sure there are a lot of kids who, you know, are just going to have that, streaming app for for years and you know go from watching like the kind of the cartoons to watching you know like more marvel movies and being like what's this and like (laughs) just end up watching like hours of these grown men just make you know stupid jokes and like (laughs) fight with each other the real superheroes Um, yeah and that's and so many of those things are such great archives in and of themselves where you can learn about it like there are so many music documentaries and like classic albums specials and behind the music specials that that's how i learned about a lot of the bands that i love now um so i think that's going to continue being like a really special point of interest for for future fans yes
1: and i'm hoping we finally get a re-release of anthology on streaming i can't keep hanging on to my vcr for that much longer (laughs) 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 <laughs> well, Brittany, thank you so much for coming on the show. It was it was a pleasure
0: talking with thank you. Thank you for having me. The, from the Beatles have held this title for eight years. My model of business
1: is the Beatles. You know, look, they were four very talented guys. <laughs> And that brings an end to part two of our conversation with Brittany Spanos. Follow us on Twitter at Beatles Earth and on Instagram under the same name. Be sure to follow Brittany at Oh Hey Brittany and check out her Instagram as well.